0: Welcome into to the PFF NFL Daily. Today we're going to do a little draft talk, Sam, because, you know, some teams have to look forward to the draft. So let's discuss the Houston Texans sitting there at number one as of right now and some other interesting things in the top 10. You have a whole bunch of traded picks that are becoming top 10 picks for teams like the Eagles, the Lions, the Seahawks, teams that are having pretty good seasons. The storylines are going to be plenty this offseason for quarterbacks and the whole thing. But let's start at number one overall, the Houston Texans. Presumably looking at quarterback and a whole bunch of Bryce Youngs and Will Levis's and CJ Strouds rumored to be the number one overall pick. So, what should the Texans do at the top?
1: Yeah, well, it's a simple one in that at least that team is going to be taking a quarterback. You know, the Davis Mills thing didn't really work out this season. They benched him, the replacement didn't work out. Now they're back to a two quarterback system. That's probably not working out. So, Houston has gone through three quarterbacks this year. None of them have worked. They're going to draft a quarterback because they pick number one overall. So, Now you're looking at, well, who are they going to take? And it looks like I think the consensus top guy is probably still Bryce Young from Alabama. Um, He's been that guy for a while. But there are teams that are going to find their way to disliking Bryce Young, right? Because he's six foot and he's pretty slight. He's under 200 pounds. You know, there are teams that are going to find their way to not love that, particularly if they can find an alternative who's more of a prototype Six-foot-three, 220-pound guy with giant hands. And just so happens there's one of those guys in this draft.
0: Maybe a guy that eats bananas with the skin on and the whole thing. Yeah. Will Levis for Kentucky. I mean, so here here are some of the storylines we're going to be getting into. The productive, shorter Bryce Young, who not only has he been productive, incredible late-game magic, and even in Alabama's losses, Bryce Young has done his part and he's been outstanding over the last two years, has a Heisman. Will Levis, he hasn't been an absolute disaster. He was very good last year for Kentucky, but not a very good grade this year. So it's another one of those, okay, production's not there. It's all about projection. And he's got a big arm and he's pretty athletic and the whole thing. And then you've got a CJ Stroud and yeah, just you always get the same school scouting, right? Well, Dwayne Haskins and uh, Justin Fields are the most recent first-round picks from Ohio State. Well, where does C.J. Stroud stack up with those guys? Probably somewhere in the middle of those guys. Not dynamic like Fields, more of a facilitator type. So those are the discussions we're going to be having. There's one other thing we're going to be – one other discussion we're going to be having. The Eagles pick in the top five, and Todd McShay just put Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas, at number five in his mock draft. It's a good running back class. Bijan might be the best running back prospect of the last five or ten years, we're going to be having that debate this offseason, Sam. How high should a running back be getting drafted in the draft, even if he's great? Yeah,
1: that's going to be fascinating because, like you said, one of the best running backs to come along for years, maybe a decade. And we think we've kind of got this feeling recently that, you know, we've, we've developed with the understanding of where you should draft running backs and how much value should you should assign to these guys and how high they should go in the draft. And the last couple of classes it's been – is anyone running back worth the first round pick like at all? Should anybody go in the first round on the, on day one of the draft? Like does a guy as good as Bijan Robinson propel himself, not just obviously into the first round, but like, does he go top 10 still? Does he go top five? If he's that good, like is all of a sudden a, a prospect of that caliber enough to make the NFL kind of forget everything that they just learned about running back value and go back to, to, to their roots and just draft the guy in the top five.
0: But you know the way that the season's gone, too, right? The running backs making a, or the running yeah. game's making a comeback, and there's fewer distinct elite quarterbacks right now, which actually makes it more likely that you want to, you know, find that quarterback. But I, I just, I can hear the conversations right now already, Sam, and we're going to, we're going to talk about it plenty. Um, but I think the Eagles are a fascinating story. The Lions and the Seahawks, right? Those two teams, or those three teams, all having good seasons. Two out of those three almost, well, We'll see who makes the playoffs here, but Seattle might be have to have to choose between their, you know, a quarterback and Geno Smith. The Lions choosing between a quarterback and sticking with Jared Goff, and then the Eagles, one of the best rosters in the NFL, the best team in the NFL this year, maybe with the best non-quarterback in the draft falling into their lap, Jalen Carter from Georgia, Will Anderson from Alabama, just unbelievable job by the Eagles building their team.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of high-end defensive linemen as well that I think are going to go high in this draft. So there's there's going to be a few quarterbacks that go in the top. It's not going to be like the draft we just had where we got one first rounder. He went at number 20, Kenny Pickett, and then we didn't get a quarterback till the third round. There's going to be a bunch of these guys going in the first round, probably very high. And then the rest of that top 10, I think we're going to see a bunch of defensive linemen go as well.
0: I got to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks, an awesome, easy format to play daily fantasy sports you just pick two to five players and if they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projection what do you think about our friends over at prize Picks, sam
1: yeah it's a great fun way of playing dfs they've got basically everything you can imagine to to pick on obviously we specialize in the nfl but they've got esports they've got disc golf they've got everything and if it's not there They'll add it. You know they, they've been adding things as people uh, ask for them. So great, fun way of doing it. I absolutely love the simplicity of the whole thing.
0: It's so easy. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals, and it's currently operational in over thirty states plus Canada. So you download the PrizePix app or go to PrizePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with promo code Daily. If you deposit one hundred dollars, PrizePix gives you one hundred dollars. If you deposit fifty dollars, PrizePix gives you fifty dollars. Don't forget to enter the promo code daily at sign up for an instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. All right, so we think the Texans are certainly going quarterback. Where do you think it ultimately lands here? Bryce Young, Will Levis, CJ Stroud, something we don't even expect.
1: Yeah, I think Bryce it ends Young, up right? Yeah. I think it ends up probably being between Bryce Young or I could definitely see a team talking themselves into Will Levis just because of the prototypical, you know, the size, the strength, the The arm, the giant hands, you know, I saw him on, uh, uh, pardon my take the other day, they got the the official measurement, 10 and a half, 10 and a half inch hands. We're in Brett Favre territory here. So I'm going to add that to the model immediately. mm -hmm. There are going to be teams that talk themselves into that over the slight, the small, you know, Bryce Young.
0: And again, even though we're going to talk about this plenty this offseason, what do you think needs to happen in Seattle to either take a quarterback or not take a quarterback. Geno Smith's season through five or six weeks, he's, our, he's in the top five in our quarterback rankings that has slowly dropped in dropped down. He's at number nine right now. The totality of that is good, but if he continues to, to regress a little bit back into Geno Smith, where's the point where it's like, okay, we're definitely not necessarily investing in Geno Smith, who's a free agent, and we're yeah. going to take you know the draft pick that we just got from the Broncos?
1: So I think that's a, a very relevant part, that he's a free agent. It's going to come down kind of to what the contract looks like. You know, this is a weird, this is a very weird negotiation they're going to be coming to the table with. You know, a a career backup, essentially. A guy that had his shot early, didn't really take advantage of it in a couple of different spots, and then sat on the bench for years and then has this one incredible breakout season where, again, it's not consistently amazing all the way throughout it. It's phenomenal at the start, tails off a little bit. Who knows what the last few games are going to look like. That's a very strange um, kind of contract negotiation to be starting from both sides, right? Where does that land? Should that be the, the, the much fabled middle-tier, you know, middle-class quarterback contract that we keep talking about for years? Or is it like his, his side just goes, well, look, he showed he can be an elite starter. That's That's $40 million a year. Cough it up, you know? And then they go, you know, well, actually, no, he's, he's been a career backup for most of his life. That's not $40 million a year. See ya. I, that's, I, I think it's going to come down to what that kind of deal looks like. If they can get Gino for a relatively reasonable contract going forward, then maybe they can, they can roll with him and, and allocate the draft resources somewhere else. If they can't, I think they're, they're in a great position to just go, thanks for the year, know, it was, it was awesome, but we're going to go draft the guy.
0: You heard Mina Kimes on the PFF NFL podcast this week talk about how much Seattle needs defensive help. And I know quarterback is just a whole different world as far as value goes. But it's going to be really tough. If Seattle's picking in the top four or five, it's going to be really tough for them to pass up Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, guys who are going to make instant impact at positions of need for the Seahawks. Are they going to equate those guys with that next quarterback, whether it's Will Levis or with CJ Stroud? Like, couldn't you see that conversation saying, we know what we have in Geno. If we could get him for a Tannehillian, 30 million. Tannehillian, Tannehillian 30 million, plus Jalen Carter or whatever top defender, Will Anderson, it's got to be attractive for the Seahawks, right? Versus maybe the development yeah. of another a new quarterback in the unknown.
1: No, look, if you trust Geno going forward, that's worth a lot of money. Now, maybe it's not worth you know, $40, $45 million a year, the high top end of the market, but it's worth a lot. Like, that certainty... Relative to a drafted quarterback, that could be anything, is worth an awful lot and also much a certainty. But we've seen a pretty high ceiling as well. Like even if you just take the totality of this year, that's a very high level of play. And if you focus on the first half of it, like that's borderline All Pro level, is the high end of what you can expect from Geno. So it's actually worth a lot, even just shooting for what he can become. All
0: right. We're all, it's almost playoff time here in the NFL, but it's never too early to look forward to the draft, particularly the top 10. Let us know. Give us your best takes and predictions. What's going to happen in the top 10 of the NFL draft, the PFF NFL Daily.